This episode of the podcast is brought to you by throwing firecrackers at your grandfather who just got back from the war. You know, school, then college, then work? Fuck that. And fuck the Air Force Academy. If I want to fly, I'll find a way to fly. You, know, you do what you love, and fuck the rest. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roller Credits Podcast, the only podcast that was enrolled in a beauty pageant. I'm Frank. I'm Zach. And today we are doing 2006's Little Miss Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Little Miss Sunshine stars Steve Carell, who mm-hmm. plays a very depressed Frank. Yes. Uh, I'm so sorry you're going through this, yeah. by the way. <laughs> Tony Collette, who uh, is always nice to see. She like, looks so young in this movie. She is. I mean, this movie came out almost 20 years ago. Um, she plays Cheryl. You have Greg Kinnear, who plays Richard Hoover, who is like the father of the entire family. You have Abigail uh, Brinsel, Brinslin, excuse me, who plays Olive. Mm-hmm. Paul Dano, yep. who plays their son Dwayne. And then Alan Arkin, iconic Alan Arkin, who plays uh, Edwin, who is like the grandfather mm-hmm. and um, uh, Richard's father. Yeah. Uh, and then that's kind of like your main cast. And essentially what this movie is about is um, a family who is determined to get their young daughter to a, to the finals of a beauty pageant, take a cross-country road trip in their Volkswagen bus. Mm-hmm. It's a road trip movie. It, it is. It's not a beauty pageant movie, really. No. It is a road trip it's a, movie. It's a road trip film that ha- holds a very special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I absolutely adore this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and this movie, while being overall pretty lighthearted, covers some very uh, dark and dark and just extremely poignant uh themes Mm -hmm. um a movie that is like so interestingly um told and i think that there's like a real kind of sense of realism to this film that uh this movie kind of sits in like a ladybird territory for me where it's like you really feel like you are with the family. Mm-hmm. You really feel like you're maybe another member of the family and everybody in the family does. Um, everybody has like their own roles and their own little character arcs. It's crazy that you can have almost, what, six people in this film and each one of them has their own arc. Yeah. I mean, the in o- an hour and a half. Yeah. The overall one is Olive's journey, but like... Yeah. But you get so much within everything. Yeah. Uh, and... For the majority of the film, you're kind of just in this Volkswagen with them mm-hmm. while while we're driving and we're going from California or we're going from where do they start? Uh, it's like Albuquerque to California. California. So like it's not like the farthest trip, but it is it's like still pretty far. Yeah, it's still like a two day like minimum trip. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and first time you, you this is your first mm-hmm. time watching it. So why don't you give us kind of like your your hot takes your your first initial thoughts on the film because mm-hmm. I love this movie. This movie is about communism. <laughs> no. <laughs> now, um, it was it was actually like really really fun. Like I I noticed a little bit more. I think like I don't know for me like it was a little bit less lighthearted um, up until like the end, and yeah. then it became really lighthearted. Yeah, like, I mean, it definitely isn't. Again, it, it really tackles like some pretty intense themes. Yeah, like this movie like is is billed as, like, one of the better, like, feel-good movies of, like, lightheartedness, but it's, like, it's really not... It's more of, like, a dramedy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, the stuff with Frank, like, right off the bat, I'm like, whoa, this is dark! And I also really love how, um, 
you kind of in the opening shots you kind of get everybody like everybody's yes. going through something yeah which i really like like you kind of get like again i always I, I always dig that where it's like you get like a little visual snippet of like who these people are yeah and you have that super stark contrast between the title which mm-hmm. is little miss sunshine and it's just on frank's face yeah in the hospital because he's tried to kill himself yes <laughs> and it's like damn yeah. and then you have the grandpa who's doing cocaine right and then you have um tony collette's character who is literally like smoking and on the phone with her husband she's and, like, basically yelling. just trying to like hold it together she's trying to basically just have her family not fall apart and yeah. just, she's like just really stretched thin yeah like cheryl is really really trying her best to like do everything yeah. uh fuck richard He's, he's no. Like, he gets a little redemption. He at gets the end. redemption. Like he actually kind of cares. Like when he's up on stage with Olive. He's, but, like, but he's such an important character. He is, but man, he's such a dick of he's, a dad. He, yeah, he, he's a jerk, but he's such an important uh, kind of like catalyst to understanding. Like he, in my opinion, Olive and Richard are like the two real main themes mm-hmm. of this of this movie. And Richard, without Richard the movie wouldn't be what it is. No, and I I think that, like, he does serve an important role because, like, he's literally just talking about, like, positivity and becoming a winner, but meanwhile, his family are all losers, basically. And him himself is. Yes, he's a loser, too. Yeah, I mean, he's trying to do, like, a... He's trying to sell, like, a nine-step program Mm -hmm. to success, and the opening shot with him is him... You Which know, is very do, funny too, because it's very inspirational in the beginning, yeah. and then the lights go and up, the and lights it's like go on, three and there's people. like, well, yeah, there's like ten people, and everybody, nobody's with one another, so everybody's kind of like sitting at their own desk, completely yes. isolated <laughs> with one with, with themselves, uh, and you know, and his whole thing is he's trying to like sell this. I guess it's a book. Mm-hmm. Um, he's trying to sell this with we get a, we we get we get two Breaking Bad cameos. Which oh yeah, with Brian, we got we got Brian, Brian Cranston. Cranston and uh, the actor who plays Hank. Um, Brian Cranston's or uh, br- uh, oh my God, what's uh, Walter Walter's um, mm-hmm. in law? I uh, didn't watch Breaking Bad. Really? No, <laughs> I never watched Breaking Bad. Oh, oh my! I God. know who Walter White is. I know that, that Brian Cranston does a great performance. Oh my God! I know the pizza thing where like he tosses the oh pizza my on the God, roof. Zach. And then I know the ending Breaking with uh, the turtle. That's not an ending. That is just. One episode. Uh, um, <laughs> I know things. Tortuga. Wait, you've never seen. Wait, hold no. on. <laughs> this, uh, are, you are you serious? Are you serious? We we have to now. You never wait, mentioned this. We to have me. to now label the episode as Little Miss Sunshine slash Breaking Bad slash Zach's never seen Breaking Bad. <laughs> I've never seen Breaking Bad. Why? Uh, it came out around the time where it's like Sons of Anarchy and like Game of Thrones and like those were the ones that like I ended up watching Morehand. Meanwhile, both of those are not nearly as good. Yeah, Game of Thrones sucks. Uh, Sons of Anarchy <laughs> had moments of good. And Breaking Bad is just great all the way through. Yeah, that's what I heard. It's a perfect show. And then you have now they have Better Call Saul, which yeah. I haven't seen all of it, but I'm like, I think oh, yeah, you two watched a little bit of it. Or three seasons in. Mm-hmm. It's very good, too. I think it would have pissed you off if I was like, yeah, I watched Better Call Saul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like actually, <laughs> I actually might encourage you to watch Better Call Saul first mm-hmm. uh, because it is kind of like before everything. Um, but damn, for real, man. Yeah, it takes me forever to get into shows. Like, I just, like, I mean, I'm now caught up, but like, it took me forever to get into Euphoria. Oh yeah, but Euphoria is whatever. It's I fine. Like it. I like it. It's fine, but Breaking Bad is like the show. Mm-hmm. 
Oh my god! I feel like you've been hiding this. I've told you you've this. Been, multiple I don't think times. you have. I, think, I, I have, feel like you've implied you would, you've made no, no, no. Because <laughs> no, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Because you know what your issue is. Mm-hmm. What what happens is you give off the implication that you've seen things, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's because you're embarrassed that you haven't, <laughs> or 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 what it is. But you'll just be like, oh yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. But and like you'll never say I didn't see that or anything. Like I'll be like, I'll be like Zach, you've seen Taxi Driver, right? And you're like, yeah, you talking to me? And I'm like, yeah. And then I find out that's the only scene that you've seen from the movie. And yeah, then you're like, I've actually you never that. seen it. No, you, no, you, I tell you, you bury I've, the lead. I've you bury you, the I'm lead. I'm telling you I've seen bits and pieces. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I implied that I've never seen Breaking no, Bad. No, you've never implied. When you, t- you you recommended Better Call Saul once, and I was like, yeah, I've never seen Breaking Bad. So I, don't, I don't think that's true. I think it is, and you just didn't blow I, up like this. <laughs> I'm very upset right now. <laughs> anyway, two Breaking Bad cameos yes. in this movie. <laughs> Oh, bullshit. Where do we go from here? (laughs) (laughs) I can't recover. (laughs) Let's talk about Steve Carell. Like, he, I really enjoy the fact of him doing a serious role. Yeah, again, we kind of were talking about it before before we started recording that this was kind of one of his first serious roles. Mm -hmm. Um, He's kind of always been typecast as, like, the comedic relief guy. and And I think it's very hard to, like, for people to not see him as Michael from The Office. Yeah, and it got me kind of upset because there was a whole thing about Steve Carell where they were like, "Oh, when he was in um, what was that? What was that wrestling film? Fox something something Fox? Oh, right, 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 with Channing Tatum. Yeah, mm-hmm. where he was uh, it was like Foxtrot, uh, I think. No, that's a dance. I, you know, um, it, it was whatever that movie was. He kind of got like this big, big um, um, all all this praise mm-hmm. for like, oh my god, Steve Carell playing like a serious role, and it's like, oh no, guys, he's done that. He did this. 10 years ago yeah. 11 years ago and nobody like seems to remember that for some reason um and then he was also in the big short which again not a comedic role uh he's he, he does play some pretty serious roles and i think he's actually in like a television show right now with um about like a like a therapist or a psychiatrist or something who's mm-hmm. ends up getting like kidnapped by one of his patients uh and that doesn't see it's not a comedy at all hmm. uh so like he definitely has the chops yeah to, he can do it to do it um, but for whatever reason, he's always typecast as like the comedic guy, which yeah. he's also good at that. Yeah. I mean, he, he has like little sprinkles of that in this where it's like just the way that he runs towards the end to get to the beauty pageant Yeah, is like, you're just doing that on purpose. You're <laughs> running funny just because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is nice to see him as an actual serious role. Like he can deliver it. And yeah. like the way that he really like delivers the sincerity, especially when like He's giving off the backstory of like why he tried to kill himself. Yeah. And that like, you know, the student that he was in love with, like he rejected him for another teacher and then he said some things and got fired. And then that teacher ended up winning the award that should have been awarded to him. Right. And then it was just like, oh, okay. Like you really just hit like rock bottoms real quick. Yeah. And he tried to slit his wrists. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the whole movie. He's got the bandages over his wrists. Yes. And then you have. You know, a very kind of mature scene where Richard's very angry that they're sitting at the table and Olive is, like, asking what happened. Yeah. And Frank is trying to explain it and Richard's like, no, 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 no. Uh, But, I mean, you know, they're like, it's going to, she's going to find out either way. Yeah. And, like, you know, it's a thing that happened and and whatever. And then you have kind of, like, this, this child who, you know, doesn't fully understand the gravity of the situation as to, like, what happened. So, uh, she says things like... You know, you know, you fell because it comes out that Steve Carell's a homosexual, yeah, and that he fell in love with a male student, and she's like, she's like, you, you fell in love with a boy, and he, and he's like, yeah, and she responds with that silly, 
And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I know that was, it is very silly. Um, and like, I don't know, there's just like little moments like that where again, there's like, there is kind of this, this is a really good movie to watch when you're sad. Yeah. It's like a comfort film mm-hmm. for depression. <laughs> oddly enough mm-hmm. like there are there are movies that like when you're feeling sad people kind of go to because they make them feel better but little miss sunshine for me is a movie that i'll tend to go back to if i if i'm sad and i want to stay sad mm. there's just like we have those moments where yeah. it's just like i don't want to feel better right now yeah and this movie kind of for the most part makes you feel that way really until up until the ending because even the ending isn't nece- I mean, it's a happy ending, yeah. but it doesn't end like nobody in this film gets what they want. Yeah, nobody really wins. Like Richard doesn't get that book deal. Cheryl kind of gets her family together, but not really. Yeah. Frank is still alone. Olive didn't win the pageant and uh, Dwayne is not going to be in the Air Force. Right. And Edwin died. Yes. <laughs> well, I was leading to that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so everybody, for the most part, is like a loser in this mm-hmm. movie. But like, that's kind of what the movie's about. Yeah. Is like, it's okay to not to win. be a loser. It's okay <laughs> yeah. to be a loser. It's okay to lose. It's okay to it's okay to not win at everything that you do. But you know, Edwin is kind of like the main the, the guy who kind of like runs the themes home, mm-hmm. right? Like when he's sitting with Olive in in the motel room and he's. You know, she's like all nervous about honestly, dude, it brings tears to my eyes when they're talking and they're sitting in bed because like Mm -hmm. she's getting emotional and she's crying. Yeah. And the way that he kind of comforts her and you can tell that she looks up to him so much Mm -hmm. and that he is kind of the essence of like, listen, this guy is, you know, 80 something years old. He's your grandfather. He's lived his entire life. And, you know, after after a certain point, you kind of just stop caring what other people think. Right. That's kind of like a, a notorious thing that people say is like old people just stop caring. Like yeah. they don't give a shit about what they do anymore. Yeah. Right. Like when he's talking to Dwayne about like, just get everybody like just fuck yeah. as many women as possible. Right. Yeah. And like that's what his whole character is like. I've lived my life. And if there's anything that I've learned throughout my entire 80 plus years of being on this planet is just do what you want and Mm -hmm. just be happy. Yeah. And like, don't care what anybody thinks. Don't care about what, like people judging you because when he's sitting there with olive and they're like doing the tiger noises together and he's teaching her to be herself, like it really is just an emotional moment. And, and when he says to her, you know, she she basically says something to the effect of you know what if I lose or what yeah mm-hmm. what if what if everyone like makes fun of me and thinks I'm a loser and he goes no being a loser is if you don't try he's mm-hmm. like are you trying are you gonna do it and, and and she's like yes and he goes well then you've already won and like that is mm-hmm. the main thing right yeah. like that it, like the fact is that you just need to just do it yeah like the the main thing is that like everybody is a loser, but they all tried. Yeah. They all are attempting to do like their stuff. Like like Dwayne is like like doing this vow of silence and like working out constantly because he wants to be in the Air Force. Yeah, because Dwayne is kind of the guy who thinks that he's better than everybody. Yes. Well he's he's like classic, like and that's what it's kinda cool too, where it's like again, it brings this realism side to it, is like he is this classic kind of like teenage boy. Where yeah. it's like he hates his family, he just wants to be alone, he's discovering new ideas and then taking them to the extreme. Yeah. And man, the Paul Dano's like hair in this like threw me off at first. Like it's very dyed black. Yeah. And that like killed me for like half of this film. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why. Like I just I, every time he was on screen I was like that's dyed hair. Yeah. Like just, just let him have regular colored hair. <laughs> um 
But yeah, like I like Dwayne's story, and then like to find out that like he's colorblind, and then like freak out. Yeah, and then they pull over, and he has like that whole meltdown. Yeah, the meltdown is great. Yes, and then to have Olive be the one to kind of like reel him back in. Yeah, because again, this is this story is about Olive, but like. It's about the entire family. Yeah. And Olive's kind of like that glue that's holding everyone together. Yeah. I mean, even um, when everybody, the, the great scene of showing showcasing how Olive is such an important integral role in the family is when they go to the diner. Yeah. And she orders ice cream and Richard is basically saying, you really shouldn't eat ice cream because you're going to get, get fat. fat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the waitress d- delivers the ice cream to the, to the table and then everybody kind of has ice cream and they all start eating it. For, and then she's like, okay, wait, let me have some too. Mm-hmm. And then she eats it. And there's like this moment of Olive, while everybody's upset and angry at one another, they all come together to make Olive feel better. Yeah. And then all the differences get put aside. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Yes. And then that's really what it is too when like they get to the beauty pageant and like they all come to the realization of like, oh, Olive shouldn't do this because like she's going to get ripped to shreds. Right. And then she just goes out there and has fun. And yeah. I think... I think that's the point where it's like, yes, it was cringy, but like that's the moment where it's like, this is a feel good movie. This is like that movie of like, just go out there and have fun. Like, don't care what people think about you. Yeah. And I loved that where it's like, Olive is literally just going out there and just doing whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, it, it makes me wonder how she got so far in like other beauty pageants. If like this was like her routine beforehand. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But. <laughs> You're going from nationals to states, so I don't know. Yeah, whatever. And I'm so uh, not involved with. I know nothing no. of the beauty pageant world. I, but I just, it, I just know it's garbage. Yeah, and like I mean, it's, it's very evil stuff. Right. Yeah, and I mean that's kind of like a like such an ironic thing is that Olive is so kind of wholesome, and sh- and the whole thing is try to be yourself, and, yeah. and and you need to and you need to be yourself. Meanwhile, her ultimate goal and you know her her, the main lesson for her is that Mm -hmm. so like doing a beauty pageant where everything is so synthetic and so fake i think is like a perfect backdrop for her to learn that lesson in because Mm -hmm. everybody surrounding her all the other girls they look like you know porcelain dolls and um and just the parents all the parents Mm -hmm. are like offended by uh olive meanwhile their daughters look like what they look like yeah. and like it's absolutely insane yeah. right so it's just a really cool juxtaposition and i love uh i love that you know her her kind of main character arc is on this backdrop of a beauty pageant because it's so it's such a perfect thing mm-hmm. i also really like how many visual metaphors there are in this film that represent things like um, the van stop stop working. Yeah, so that's that's literally what I had was like the biggest theme was like every time that like the van has like something going wrong with it, it's like something else is going wrong for the the family members. Yeah. So it's like the clutch breaks, and then you have it where it's like um, they go to the the rest stop, and then you have um, was it Frank's in there, and then sees his former like crush yeah and it's like oh like that's heartbreaking and i kind of expected like a little bit more of like a spiral back down for frank which i enjoyed the fact that like it didn't let him like really bother him because now he's like with his family and then the horn goes and then you find out that like um that uh the the grandpa is gonna die 
Well, the grandfather was, I think, already dead at that well, point. <laughs> yeah, well, there, there's other things. Um, well, th- so the main thing that I that I kind of took away from it was, um, and you are right about like how things are kind of going back and forth between the van and like what's going on in their lives. But the one thing that I really enjoyed was how the van, like the van, is the journey. Like, I, at least from what I, you know, from what I take away is that, like, the van is kind of representing the journey with them because it forces all them together in one kind of spot. Yeah. And when the clutch goes and they all have to work together, mm-hmm. <clears throat> right? Like, that's on the nose yeah. right there, right? Like, we all need to work together in order to get this van moving again. Um, and they have to push it down the highway all together. And then one by one, they all jump back in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just really smart storytelling because then... After after the van breaks and they all run on the highway and get the thing going, it cuts to two things. One is Olive working on that little like half smiley face thing that she's like adjusting. It's like a little tile game where you move you move the uh, you move the pieces around in order to make yeah. the face. Um, kind of like okay, we are building up to what this is, and then it cuts to. I think it was called Carefree Highway, mm-hmm. which is like okay. Now that we now that we're taking this exit, yeah, we're gonna start to like, become like more. This positive. is like the journey up, mm-hmm. and just little things like that are just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I also really enjoy how much the the shots in this film kind of linger. Yeah, you know, like you, you, they kind of stay with the characters, and they and like, like when when Dwayne has his breakdown, like there is no real pull away. Like you're mm-hmm. just with him in that kind of like ditch area. While he's just like crying. Yeah. <laughs> and same thing, right? When they're running on the highway together, like you, you see it all the time. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the van kind of representing like the van never actually works. Like when when um, Richard tries to start the van by himself to go um, meet with Brian. Cam- yeah, it uh, doesn't Cranston's actually start. He can't get it to work because mm-hmm. he's alone. Yeah, he doesn't have showcasing his like you need to be with your family in order mm-hmm. to like do everything. Uh, it's just beautiful storytelling mm-hmm. that I think is really well executed. Uh, but then there are some very funny comedic moments, mm-hmm. like Edwin dying and then yeah. them stealing the body. I know, like that was very funny. <laughs> um, um, when they forget to like get Olive and, and right, they, like, and they, they come meet, back and they can't. Like, Where's stop? Olive? Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like, okay, come on, run, 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 come on, we gotta get you. Yeah, or even like the little things, like when Dwayne um, says to to Frank. When when Frank comes into the house for the first time and he just like writes to him, he's like, please don't kill yourself tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I wouldn't do that to you, buddy. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like, welcome to hell. <laughs> it's just like, it's like re- that's great coming from you. Yeah. It's just so funny. Little things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the dancing at the end is yes. very cathartic, mm-hmm. very emotional. And it tells a lot because that's when Richard kind of realizes that he needs to stop. Right. Like he yeah. needs to stop caring so much. And it's OK. Like that you know he isn't whatever he's going through with this book like it's not going to happen you just need to like because mm-hmm. even edwin has a really important moment yeah where like he actually gives him like the sympathy where it's like because for the most part like edwin's like kind of dogging his son like, yeah he realizes that richard is kind of like an asshole to his entire family yeah and then when he realizes like oh he didn't get the book deal and he comes up to the front seat and he's like, hey, I'm proud of you. Like, you tried and, and you failed, but you at least gave it your all. Yeah. And he's like, you know, that's more, you know, that's that says more about you than anything. Right. Yeah. And like, that's more than what most people do anyway, is the fact that you just tried. Mm-hmm. And like, it's something that Richard at that point in time 
probably hated to hear but yes. needed to hear yeah because like at first because you even get it too where it's like hey thanks dad and then like edwin keeps going he's like thanks dad i needed that yeah and it's like the the tone changed where it's like at first it was like the condescending and now it's like the actual gratitude yeah um again very comedic moments like when they do get pulled over by the cop yeah where it's like oh the body is definitely in there but the porno magazines fall out (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it distracts the police officer which was like why did the cop even pull them over that was something that i didn't understand i was like yeah why did he pull you guys over i think i think it was the horn uh, yeah like he he just kept excessively beeping yeah so i guess i guess that was what it was Mm -hmm. um and he really didn't have to do anything too like he didn't have to like get out of the car no but well um, he told him to get out of the car because he was, he told him, he was like, no, don't, don't, yeah. don't go back there or whatever. And he's like, you got something back there? And then, you know, the yeah. magazines fall it's like, out. it's not illegal, but it's very funny. Yeah. When he screams, <laughs> it's not illegal. And then, and then the, he sees him and he's like, oh man, I love this issue. <laughs> like, this, like he reads them like, like, like a and book. Then, well, it's like people that got like Playboy magazines. Like I read it for the uh, articles. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, um, and then the. The, they get to the gay one. Yes. <laughs> and then he's he like, kind of looks at him. And like, I th- and I remember watching it the first time and thinking like, oh, he's going to be into that too. Mm-hmm. But then he kind of like, they pull away and he's like, yeah. all right, buddy, get out of here. Yeah. And he's just like, I was like, ah, he didn't go that far with mm-hmm. it. I kind of wish that he was like, like there was that moment. He's of, like, you know what? I haven't seen this one yet. <laughs> I'm going to take this one with me. <laughs> yeah. But that would have been really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even like when at the end of the movie, when he has to call the, um, the uh whoever they are i don't know like the people that actually take edwin's yes. body and you know he has to come up with this lie of like you know we thought he was taking a nap and then mm-hmm. we drove for five or six hours and then we realized that he was gone and then they go back there and he's already wrapped in a sheet and everything and the guys are looking at him like uh <laughs> but they just take him anyway yeah so like there's just like little subtle comedic moments um that are just really really funny that i think break up how truly devastating this movie is Mm -hmm. but this movie is i think very special yeah it is um and i'm glad that you saw it i'm glad that you liked it Mm -hmm. uh and go ahead eight chicken dinners out of ten yeah it's every night is fucking chicken in this place that made me laugh too (laughs) because that is so relatable Mm -hmm. (laughs) um that's like one of the big things that happens at my girlfriend's house is uh you know, they're Spanish, so mm. it's always like chicken and rice or chicken and bean, whatever it is. Oh, they're going to say like the just KFC bucket of chicken and then we'll make a salad or no, like a no, side no, with no, it. No, 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 The mom, her mother always cooks food. She pretty much makes a meal every day, always home, uh, home cooked food. And but it's always some variation of chicken. Mm-hmm. And the, and her dad will just come out and be like, let me guess, chicken again. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> it's just always chicken. Mm-hmm. Um and that just made me laugh. There's a lot of little relatable things, but um, yeah, I love the themes of this film about you know sometimes trying is better than winning. Trying is winning. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the little wins are really important, mm-hmm. right? Like it doesn't have to be like this big giant thing, right? It can be like the little things, the little steps that you're taking. Yeah, and um, coming together as a dysfunctional family. Coming together as a family, no matter who and what, no matter you know how much you hate each other, you you guys still love each other at the end of the day. Um, and the one thing that I also really liked was like that, f- like one of the things that I kind of meant was, um, I like the idea that like failing isn't the end mm-hmm. and that winning isn't permanent. Yeah. So like that kind of like duality of if you fail, that doesn't mean that it's over forever. Like it's not completely done, but if you win, it doesn't mean that you're going to stay on top forever. Yeah love that Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of just a lot of themes in this film that to unpack and there's a lot of little visual metaphors and cues and everything about it um and 
I think it's great. I love the opening shot of Olive and looking at her eyes uh, and yes. her like seeing the reflection of the little uh, of mm-hmm. the um, the beauty contest and then practicing like yeah. how to like take the award right and you know her having like her weight issues. That's mm-hmm. another thing that right. It's like her she's got like this little kind of gut on her mm-hmm. and she's like holding her stomach. Um, and that there's that's a whole other thing to unpack. But yeah, I do wish we got to explore a little bit more of like Frank with like his depression, but like. The movie's about Olive. Like, yeah, he, I agree. I I do wish that if there's anything that I that I do wish is is also that is that you know that because like Frank is such a like he's probably my favorite character mm-hmm. um, because I, it's you. Yeah, <laughs> and and I just, no, but I, I I just wish that you know that that you did get to explore a little bit more of like what he's going through, and he kind of had like just maybe one additional scene mm-hmm. of like a real true kind of like heart to heart with somebody where yeah. he unpacks everything. Like even if he got like like he got to say what he wanted to say to like that other teacher, right? Yeah, because there was like a really nice moment where it's like the first time that like the clutch gives out. And, like, they have to push the van as a family. And, like, they all, like, rush in. And, like, once he gets in, he's like, yeah! Yeah. Like, he's super happy and he smiles yeah. for the first time in the film. Right. And it's like, I wanted that to kind of, like, carry into something. Right, yeah. But then it just kind of led down to, like, okay, this is his character now. Yeah, and, like, again, it's an enjoyable journey with mm-hmm. him. It's not, like... I didn't not enjoy seeing somebody who was severely depressed and who tried to kill himself kind of start becoming happier. Like that mm-hmm. that's a nice journey to watch. Yes. But I wish that that it went a little deeper into like how he was actually feeling a little bit more. Yeah. I agree. Um that's kind of like my only real gripe too was that that's what I wrote down was that I wish we got more of like unpacking a frank. Yeah. But other than that I love this movie. I think it's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. It's um, a fun one. It is. It's a, it's a really fun film but also a really heavy film. Um and it's a movie that's uh, ironically not to spoiler but mm-hmm. uh it's a comfort film. Yes. Um and a uh you know like a feel good movie. Mm-hmm. Um I have a recommendation. So I have been doing Duolingo. I know. I I know what that is. Do I know what that is? I don't know. What do you think it is? Uh you've been you've been learning to speak another language yeah. with someone else. Not with somebody else, with an app. I uh, use context clues to figure that out. <laughs> I, I use a lot of hand gestures and <laughs> subtitles. <laughs> uh no, so I've been doing uh, Duolingo and mm-hmm. um I don't know. I, I, my girlfriend's Spanish. All of her family, for the most part, you know, they all speak Spanish. Um, and when, when her family comes up to visit for holidays or whatever it may be, I, I always have a hard time mm-hmm. communicating with them just because I don't speak Spanish. So, and it's kind of like one of those things where I've been saying for, you know, a year that you plus, were going to do this. I'm like, I really should, do, I really should learn another language. I really want to learn another language. And I just never did it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let's be honest, like when we were in high school, like Spanish is not the class. Like they they don't teach like actual ways to speak Spanish. Well, I, I can't even say that. It, I I don't know because mm-hmm. I never took it that seriously. Mm-hmm. And like I don't think really many students do. Like th- that's kind of like your, one of your low points in high school is taking a language class. Mm-hmm. I think for most for a lot of students. Um, but then you graduate, and then some years go by, and it's kind of like reading for me, where it's like. You know, you really should do this more and you might, you know, if you find books that you really like, then you'll actually enjoy reading. And you always, when you're told that as a kid, you're like, nah, screw you. I don't, I hate reading. Reading sucks. 
And then this is like a similar situation where it's like, you really should learn another language. You're like, I'm never going to need another language. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, you know, 27 and I'm like, man, I really wish I knew some other languages. Yeah. Uh, so I've been, you know, I've been uh, learning Spanish um, mm-hmm. and I want to eventually, after I learn Spanish, I want to hop, hop onto Italian because I am Italian and yeah. I just don't know how to speak Italian. Well, that's, I, I hear that's like an easy transition. Yeah, because they're similar. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I've been really enjoying Duolingo. I mean, I've only, I've been doing it for like two weeks, so not, ne- not anywhere near like going to have a full blown conversation, a full blown conversation with anybody, Yeah. but you know, going to je- go to, going to my girlfriend's place, her and mom, it, her mom knows I'm doing it. So like now she's talking to me in Spanish a little bit more mm-hmm. and like, we're, you know, we're practicing essentially. Um, so I'm really excited to like, you know, maybe in a year from now, see like how far I've come and mm-hmm. see like if I'm actually able to hold a true real conversation with somebody, um, in their native tongue. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend Duolingo. It's fun. They make it, they make it fun. Um, there's like leaderboards and rankings and stuff. So like, you know, I'm very, I'm a very competitive person. So when I'm like down low on the ranking, I'm like, no, hell no. I got I got I got to practice. <laughs> I need to more. spend 12 hours doing yeah, this. Yeah, I got to practice more so I can get higher up on the ranking. So like they 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 make it like very very interactive and very fun and at the same time you're learning something, which is always good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would recommend Duolingo. I think it's a great little uh, app. Zach, Frank, huh, what are we doing next? Feel good movies. You kind of you kind of alluded it to it a little yeah. bit. Um, we're going to do some of our favorite feel good movies since it's the month of December, and I am out of holiday films. <laughs> <laughs> We're out of Christmas movies. Yeah, I've, I've done everything. Although I although I did tell you, like, I remember you telling me, you were like, I, I can't think of any more, and I gave you, like, a bunch, and you were like, yeah, and now you're still just like, nah, I can't think of any more. No, nah. well, but, I, I did the ones Christmas that I, like, movies suck. I did the ones that I wanted to do. I did Gremlins, I did Die Hard, and I did uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. That's it. Yeah. Tokyo Godfather was fun. Never seen that. Oh wait, we yeah, 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 did yeah, 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 right, right. Yeah. <laughs> the anime that, one. That was the one with the baby. Yes. Okay. Um, okay, so we're gonna do feel good films. Mm-hmm. Great. Look forward to that. Zachary, take us out. Hi right, guys, thank you for listening. Now, Frank, life is one big fucking beauty contest after another.